Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 159 Legends. Hi, pals. More Justice League. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And not only do we have the Justice League, we have a, another another Justice group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Justice Group of America. Probably. Mm-hmm. So right up front, let's address something, because I know, I know you've been itching to complain about this. Yep. This is not the Justice Society from the comics. No. And here's why. DC wouldn't let them. Really? Yep. I looked it up. Weird. Uh, no. Given that they weren't allowed to use any of the supporting Bat characters either, it's not that weird. Huh. Uh, Paul Levitz, who was the, the, the DC, I don't know, editorial or whatever. Yeah, time, I remember. I remember that guy. Said, we're just making, we're just starting to make them kind of cool in the comics again. Could you please not make fun of them on a TV show? Yeah. Which is a fair position to take, but mm-hmm. these guys have tremendous respect for things. Like, come yeah. on. Well, that answers the question of why uh, the streak doesn't wear the Flash's tin hat. Because it's not the Flash. Yeah. Different guy. Mm-hmm. So. These are different men. And one lady. And one lady. So why don't I get into what happens in Legends? Mm-hmm. The Justice League are fighting a giant fuck-off robot from some anime that Maggie's seen all 800 episodes of. That's uh, accurate. This thing is p- this thing is painted in Constructicon colors, which is a cartoon that only had 98 episodes, but I've seen them a hundred times. Oh, right. They're also Lex's colors now. It's just Lex again. <laughs> then a big explosion happens while Flash is doing his jerk ass around in a circle really fast thing. So <laughs> naturally, this opens a portal to another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. And when Green Lantern, Hawkgirl, Flash and Jean wake up, it's the idyllic 1950s, right out of Norman Rockwell's run on World's Finest. The cops are Irish, the villains are dumb, and the heroes are even dumber. After a requisite misunderstanding fight, our guys meet the Justice Guild of America. Green Guardsman, a guardsman who is green. Tom Turbin, a tick character character model whose powers clearly come from a belt that Green Lantern immediately spots and disables. (laughs) Catman, a man who is a cat. (laughs) Black Siren, the girl. And Streak, which is just what they called Flash in that episode of The Flash that I had to watch for our other podcast that one time. Together, they stand around with their hands on their collective hips, talking from the diaphragm about justice. It's a lot like an episode of The Brave and the Bold, which we are currently reviewing on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Algar, if everyone was Batman. Seriously, right down to the total disregard for women. Green Lantern recognizes this is all something he read in old comic books, nerd, and eventually they work out that, uh... Something about vibrating universes. I never understood this in the comics either, but uh, you know the drill. Images from this world bled through to our world and got put into comics. This is an idea we've heard a lot, and now it just sounds normal to us, I guess. (laughs) After a bunch of exceptionally stupid, in the best possible way, adventures involving flute cars, an actual blimp, and truckloads of TNT nearly blowing up buses full of nuns, the justice ones we usually follow work out that this world perished in a horrible nuclear war 40 years ago, and this is all an elaborate illusion to entertain a mutated child. Just like in some really good Twilight Zones and some pretty okay Star Treks. So they spoil the kids' fun, free the imprisoned survivors, and return home. Yay. Hooray. This one, was, this was actually the first episode of this uh, show that I saw. 
Really? Yeah. I heard that Justice League was like, I, I didn't realize it had premiered, I think. Uh-huh. I might have just started hanging out on the message board at this point, or I might have heard of someplace else. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. but I checked it out and I watched this one and I was like, oh, they're doing a little like uh, throwback thing. And then, oh, this took a dark turn. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Nuclear war, you say. And I was I was super into it. Like, because they I mean, really, this is my good thing. Mm-hmm. I love how the show can have it both ways. Like they can do a pitch perfect tribute to all the cornball like 40s, 50s, 60s stuff, clearly out of love. And then they can turn that into something bleak and awful with that perfect old school sci-fi flavor. Like I said, it felt like a Twilight Zone. Yeah, it absolutely Um, did. And we're both really outspoken about the whole ingrimining of whimsical characters and situations like, oh, Superman's got to be a murderer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this is how you do that right. They did go extremely dark, but it never had contempt for the subject. Like it, it... did it out of love and then something sad happened yeah it wasn't like isn't this stupid aren't we glad to make it not stupid well and i mean that ties into my good thing which is i love uh green lantern's love of the jga a name that really Mm -hmm. rolls off the tongue and the comics that it like it makes me really happy like the fact that he really admires these guys and what they stood for like yeah he's genuinely upset when they all die and his ring turns into dust like yeah, they gave him one of the little decoder rings that they have not not his green lantern ring but their ring no yeah he's got like a little G- jg he uh yeah. uh logo ring and he's like i love this thing yeah it's like you i'm could proud order this to out be of the old comics, of- but yeah yeah and then they all died. He's like, this sucks, actually. <laughs> and no, he even says to Hawkgirl, like, I might not have gotten the Green Lantern ring if not for these guys. Like, they yeah. sort of instilled some heroic properties in me early on to make me the guy I am. Which yeah, absolutely. I really like, like it, and I mean, like, you can totally see that, like, going from, like, being a comic book, like, guy to, like, a Marine to, like, Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, that path everyone follows. <laughs> Sure, the uh, comic book fan to superhero uh, pipeline mm-hmm. is is what it's commonly known as. I, I mean, Static was kind of on that path, too. Yep, see? Hope, hopefully he'll skip the Marines, but, mm. you know. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like that, too. Like, it gives him a little bit more depth instead of just being the one who's mad at everyone all the time. Yeah, and I mean, like... We got, we got a guy like that already. It's Batman. Yeah, thanks. I mean, like, we were talking about, like, you know, John's one of the newer characters. Like, it, it's good establishing things about him other than is mad. Yeah. And I get, like, when you pair him up with Flash, of course, he's like, ugh, I'm tired of your, like, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> now and I'm really mad. That. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, he needs more than that. Also, it was, it was subtle. Like, not subtle that you wouldn't notice it. I mean like sort of muted that this is sort of another beat in uh hot girl and John getting closer. Yeah, it is. It's really good too. Because at the end he's in the watchtower and he's bummed out and she just goes over and says, Hey buddy. Okay. And like, you know, he tells her what's going on. And yep. it's like, it's like, Oh, they're getting closer. I, I am mm-hmm. totally going to buy when these two hook up because they are do- putting in the work of showing them like connecting from time to time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Flash is eating a bag of Doritos and going, yeah, and then they all died and they were really stupid. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that's kind of my bad thing. Mm -hmm. Him thinking it was all stupid is weird to me. Like, uh, what I was noticing through the course of the episode is he felt sort of at home for the first Mm -hmm. time in this show. Like, like this is the kind of shit the Flash should be doing. Fighting a cold guy. They're all making bad jokes at each other. Like, he was was in his element. Yeah. Then he goes back home and says, oh, that was all real dumb. Like, 
seemed like you were having a good time there, yeah. pal. Hey, how about this? You're dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. But also, it was a real missed opportunity to show the character, like, show a little depth with him as well. That would like, be nice. Yeah, it's just like, like oh. oh. The reason I make jokes all the time is not because I'm hiding some deep pain. It's because I really think this is fun. Yeah. And when you put me in a situation that isn't, like, where the, the galaxy's not at stake, where I'm just kind of, like, playing around in a kid's sandbox, this is fun. Yeah, I love absolutely. this. But instead, he's just like, no, that was stupid. It was dumb. They were all dumb. I'm glad they're dead. And I smacked that girl in the ass. John's John's dumb for liking them. All of you are dumb. I'm the only mm-hmm. smart one. I'm going to go run around in a circle. Mm-hmm. That is what he does. There he goes again. And again. <laughs> there he goes. Very fast. <laughs> <sighs> Wee! There were, there were so many, and uh, you probably caught more than me, mm-hmm. but so many specific, like, even if they couldn't use the actual characters, and that, that included the villains for the most part, mm-hmm. they still... Included some very specific, like, the thing you get when you do a pastiche, when you do, like, like, uh, you, like, like what Venture Brothers does. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, this is really five things you've seen before, but you know what it really mm-hmm. is, wink. You know, and, and there was a lot of that. I mean, fucking Chief O'Hara was basically in this episode. Boy, he sure was. That was great. I love he shows up and he's like, well, Justice uh, Guild, I'm so glad you were here. He shows up at the end of the episode. He's like, thank you for saving our lives. Yeah, when we realized, oh, only the heroes were part of the illusion. All the other people were real Mm -hmm. and being forced to, to, you know, drive an ice cream truck or be the cop. And like, ooh, (laughs) that guy made me do a fake Irish accent for 40 years. In fairness, he was Michael McKeon and he was good at it. Oh, absolutely. He was. This one was a cavalcade of stars. Oh yeah. Let me let me uh let me take you through the hey it's that guy of this mm-hmm. one. Um so the Green Guardsman was uh I, look, we hated this show, but this guy is somebody, the, the greatest American hero his own self, William Cat. Oh boy. Uh-huh. I don't know why they didn't cast him as Catman. <laughs> William, William Catman. Cat. Yeah. But uh the, look, the performer wasn't really the problem on that show. Mm-hmm. It was more the script, I would say. Um, the kid sidekick who ended up being the, the mutant boy was Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. Uh, Tom Turbine was, um, Ted McGinley, who is famously the, the sort of like bland, handsome blonde guy who shows up near the end of a sitcom when it's about to be canceled. Mm -hmm. When sort of your favorite character is left and they need a new guy and they put him in and that, like that happened like three times in a row. So it kind of became a joke (laughs) and he kind of leaned into it. He's like, well, I'm here. I guess you're about to get canceled. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Uh, uh, Catman was Stephen Root. Hell yes. Which was great. Yep. Uh, the magician, the unfortunately named magician Sir Swami. Oh, boy. Was the disgraced pervert Jeffrey Jones. Oh, boy. We, we wasn't at that point. We didn't know. Uh, the uh, Both the villain, uh, the sportsman, and also the Irish cop, as we said, Michael McKean. Mm-hmm. And uh, music master is a dude named Udo Kair. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Who you might not recognize by name, but he has played Dracula a lot. Oh. Uh, and villains in tons of other things. Like, like probably one in five diehard knockoffs had this guy as the bad guy. Oh, interesting. He's just, he's, and when you look at his face, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, like, now I have to just, look into him. At first, I thought it was one of the regular voice actors doing like a, an accent, but no, it's an actual. I think he's German, German mm-hmm. or Austrian, something like that. Um, like doing a real, like doing his real accent because that's much better. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. Also, so, and again, these are all throwaway, like one-off characters who none of them really get fleshed out. That's sort of the point. They're yeah. all like one-dimensional, but they got all these like names to play them all, and that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, was Sportsman supposed to be Bob Hope? I mean, they might have like drawn, you know, like uh, they model characters after like uh, celebrities or whatever mm-hmm. from time to time. I don't know why it would have been, but I uh, well, I mean, I remember there were Bob Hope comics back in the day. Like I could yeah. easily see that being a reference to those. I see what you're saying, because it's definitely got that exaggerated Bob Hope caricature, like the long nose and the long chin. Yeah. He looks like a like an actual spitting image puppet. Also, like, I don't know, golf. Doesn't Bob Hope like golf? Yeah, but that's not because he's a sports guy. Mm. It's just an old white guy thing. Uh, fair. Like Johnny Carson liked golf, too. Mm-hmm. So does Alice uh, Cooper, which was a weird uh, revelation for me. Alice Cooper was good friends with um, uh, uh, Groucho Markson later in his life. Wow. That kind of rules. I actually love that. Uh Anyway, um, yeah, it could have been like, you know, I think I think they were just going for that. Uh, this will remind you of old timey times. Because sure. What's older and cornier than Bob Hope? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> God, that guy was not funny. Like, I love old movies. I sure. This is this is my jam. This mm-hmm. this era. And uh, when he show up in an old movie is like, Ugh, there there goes there goes all the life out of this movie. Well, it's like, I can kind of see it as, like, them doing, like, a tribute to, like, those celebrity, like, comedians who would just get their own, like, 300-issue comic or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it could be. Jerry Lewis had one. Bob yeah, Hope I know, had one. a bunch one. of them did. Don yeah. Rickles was drawn by Jack Kirby, which is weird. That one I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I knew Don Rickles had a comic, but I didn't, I didn't know that Kirby drew him. Don Rickles showed up in, like, New God stuff. It's bizarre. As himself? As himself. Or like Not as, as a like, character modeled after this this celebrity, but actually as himself. As like, oh God, what the hell was his name? Uh it was like a new gods like Don Rickles character. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. I, Called I Dark Side those... a hockey puck. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me a bit. <laughs> oh boy. Um But uh yeah, big big cast. A lot of fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this really did feel like an episode of The Brave and the Bold. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, right down to the constant casual sexism. Uh-huh. Which, let's talk about your bad thing, because it kind of ties into this. Yeah. So, Streak has one line to John that is where he goes, you're a credit to your people. And John goes, uh-huh. uh. Yeah, he <laughs> goes, uh-huh. It's really out of nowhere, and I don't like it. Like... This is an idealized version of, Lur- of Earth. Like, maybe you could not have the racism or ha- actually have something to say about the idealized version of the ni- vision of the 1940s and how minorities were actually treated or or something. Like, either have something to say or cut it, but one line that doesn't mean anything or get commented on and honestly just feels like a shitty joke, that sucks, man. See, I completely disagree with you. All right. Because there is a runner early on where Hawkgirl has to go to the kitchen and make cookies for the boys mm-hmm. with, uh, what's her name? Black Canary knockoff. Oh, Black Siren. Right. And she hates it, obviously. <laughs> she's like, let's let the men talk. And she's like, yeah, let them talk. Who yeah, cares? Go for she's it. Like, no, we have to leave the room. What? <laughs> men are talking. Yeah. 
And there's a couple of bits like that. And every time it's John saying, come on, just play along. <sighs> and so this is the payoff to that. Like, ah. just, put up, just put up with the sexism. It's not a big deal. Oh, there's racism too. Shit. I did not ca- pick up on that. Yeah. So I think it was them. Like, I don't know that the network would have allowed them to do a whole episode about that. Sure. But to say, uh, also, I'm, I continue to be delighted by the fact that you you don't know one decade from the next. I sure don't. Because this is the early 1960s. Um, and to say, like, that a comic was written then probably would have had stuff like that in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This kid who grew up with these heroes probably would still be like that. That makes sense to me. It's yep. not that the world is racist. It's that that's just how people were. And this kid built this world like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, it was, yeah, it was rough. I don't know. It's just very like, uh, uh, I, I think you just don't like to be reminded that shit like that exists. Well, I am white. So no, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I I, look, I appreciate that. It made me uncomfortable. That that is the moment. I didn't want to spoil that because I knew you wanted to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but that is the moment when I, this was the first episode I saw where it was like, shit, they actually said it. Oh, they went there. All right. Yeah. Like they didn't go there for very long. I, I, you have a valid criticism there, but they still brought it up, which mm-hmm. I can't remember like a superhero cartoon ever doing. That is true. Like, oh, it's the early 60s. Everything's perfect. America was perfect. No, mm-hmm. um, no, it no, wasn't. Actually, no. But also, this isn't about that and we need to get on with it. So let's just let's just at least say that mm-hmm. and have John try to ignore it because he's a fan. <laughs> because that was probably like... If you ask Dwayne McDuffie or probably any other like like comics fan who who grew up, you know, like mm. black comics fan who grew up around this shit, it's probably like, yeah, there's some measure of that. You just kind of have to tune it out. Yeah. You can't <laughs> make everything a fight. <laughs> but again, a lot of sexism. Mm-hmm. I think I think you might be like I'm sure you notice it. But I oh. think you're probably numb to it after all those episodes of The Brave and the Bold that just are like that. Oh yeah. Just like, yeah, they're hating women again. All right. Yeah. Or just completely disregarding them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they hate them. Sometimes they barely exist. Mm-hmm. Which is the worst kind of hate to me, because yeah. at least you can fight back in the other kind. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. The men are talking. You can come with me. Great. Thanks for that. Sure, the men are talking. So what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Justice Society originally made Wonder Woman their secretary. Yeah, I didn't know that until I looked up, uh, like, the, the DC Wiki. For episodes like this that are references to things, they're very good. Mm-hmm. I have to, as much as we rag on them, they're very good for pointing out, like, connections that I don't notice. Yeah. And they they said, yeah, the sexism was kind of a nod to things like that, which yeah. I didn't I didn't realize she was the secretary. Oh, yeah, it out. sucked. Like, I don't know that I've read any uh, JSA comics. I, I've only read, like, the newer stuff. Mm. Like, Jeff Johns had a run on it early that I actually really enjoyed. I'm imagining around this time mm-hmm. when Paul Levitz was saying, we're making them cool again. Well, and a lot of the, the Golden Age guys were showing up in uh, Starman, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sort of, like, I think that sort of, like, sparked interest in bringing those characters back. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, DC's always been about these are legacy heroes and there were original versions of them and all mm-hmm. that. Um, I think, like, this wasn't the intent, but I think not using the actual JSA helped in another way, which is some of those characters 
they still get to use later now. Like, that is true. They didn't say, oh, no, they existed in an alternate universe that, that you know, we, we went and wrecked and uh-huh. have been dead for 40 years. This, Instead, this... they said, no, here's Catman. Yeah, here he is. Yeah. Like a lot of the analogs of these characters do show up later. Yeah. Which is great. I really enjoy that. Um, oh, I had a point that just fell out of my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to. Didn't mean to uh, distract you from that. Didn't mean to turn you on, Mike. <laughs> Accidental on turning. <laughs> when they first show up in the in the the idyllic town, I'm like, okay, this looks sort of like a future of the 50s or 60s thing. Mm-hmm. That's just Metropolis. Like, yeah. How are they supposed to tell it's the past if every place in their actual world is already an anachronism? Yeah. It's well, it, like it takes a minute to sort of catch on. And I'm like, yeah, because Metropolis is like we're, city of yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. And Gotham already has cars like this. Yeah. And, you know. Gotham city of uh, city of yesterday and also the filthy 80s question mark. Sometimes. Sometimes the filthy 80s. Mm-hmm. Also, Batman had the internet real early. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's the future, too. Yep. Well, Batman needed to get on AOL and be like, mm-hmm. I heard Batman is Bruce Wayne. Oh, I've got mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was weird to me that John was the only one who had heard of any of like, like, I understand. OK, comics are for nerds or whatever, mm-hmm. but like everyone knows who Superman is. Like, oh, yeah. Every person in the world. knows. Like, it's weird. That none of the other guys have said, oh, yeah, I think I heard of Tom Turbin or mm-hmm. whoever, you know, like, yeah. he's the only one. I mean, I could definitely see them being like, well, I mean, like, you know, JSA is pretty fucking obscure. Not a lot of people know about uh, Tin Hat Flash. At least they didn't back then. No, but like I say, Superman or Batman, like mm-hmm. one of the big ones, you know, Wonder Woman. See, the thing is, like, uh, I looked it up, but like Tom Turbine's supposed to be like the Atom. Yeah. I don't know, because they made him the scientist, too. Yeah. And just his posturing made him look like Superman to me. So I, I mean, I, there's I, definitely also... The, he's the only one that I couldn't find, like, a like a, like a real... Yeah. Like, analog for? Analog, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I, I know who everyone else in this thing is, and this guy is just sort of like a little bit of everything. Well, that's how pastiches work. Mm-hmm. Also, he's Tom Strong, I guess, like... Well, Tom Strong was based on the sort of pre-superhero, like, pulp stuff. Yeah, like uh, Doc's... Uh, Doc Sa- Savage, yeah. Doc Savage, yeah. Doc Savage, who basically runs a cult. Yeah, he sure does. I ran- I went back and, and read some of that stuff, and he's got specialists. He's got, like, ten different guys on his team that mm-hmm. all do, high, like, highly specialized things, and then he does it all anyway. They're just yep. there to kiss his ass. Yeah. Which I mean, delightful. nice work if you can get it. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, we were at the, I went to the estate sale with Amanda and Tilo last week when I came to visit you guys mm-hmm. and I had a massive collection of Doc Savage uh, books and I was like, this would oh, be shit. awesome if I like Doc Savage. Oh, you guys should have said something. Oh, I didn't know that you were into that. I'm into old pulp stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. It didn't occur to me. Like, yeah, it's fine. I have, I have some of those books anyway. I'll get you next time. <laughs> Next time you're at an estate sale and you see Doc Savage books. Mm-hmm. We also had, uh, we had like a whole drawer full of them back at the comic store I used to work at. Mm. I'm like, I should get into these. And then I didn't. They're, I mean, I ha- I heard some audio dramatizations of them. That's mm-hmm. better anyway. Um, Let's talk about the villains. Were they particularly 
analogs of anyone or were they just sort of generic? Like, cause you had a cold guy, you mm-hmm. had like a magic guy. Well, the cold guy is either the icicle or the blizzard. I think like, and then they added doctor stuff to him so he could shoot ice out of his, out of his doctor mirror. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's 40 cold. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. There's like 40 cold guys in DC. Cause yeah. you, you didn't mention the two that I know, which mm-hmm. are Mr. Freeze and the one flash usually fights in the fucking parka. Captain cold. That's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, the music guy is the, the fiddler. Oh, weird. I thought it was the music meister. See, I think the music meister like was invented for brave and the bold. Oh, could be. Uh, I do not know who Sir Swami was, uh, referencing, and I refuse to look it up. There were a lot of those sort of gentleman magician types mm-hmm. back in the day with a, like, with a vague, the mysterious East yeah. flavor. Like, honestly, it could probably be, like, an evil version of, like, Zatara, Zatanna's dad. Yeah, could be. I was thinking this isn't a DC character, but I was thinking Mandrake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Sportsman Something. is just the Sportsmaster. That's a one-to-one guy yeah. and uh brave and the bold he's voiced by biff yep because every now and then my brain confuses these shows i'm like why isn't that oh right that's not biff no, that's michael mckean he's just a guy who was like you know it hurts if you hit someone with a baseball bat that's gonna be mm-hmm. my gimmick there's a lot of like uh deliberate injuries you could cause with sports equipment mm-hmm. so i'll just mm-hmm. i'll just do that <laughs> he was watching a football game and he was like i could really hurt someone mm-hmm Imagine if you use this for crime instead of doing it for, for fun and a job. When he finds out about skeet shooting, like, people are going to be doomed. Oh, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> you're lucky I can't shoot you because you're not a tiny disc flying through the air. <laughs> also, speaking of Michael McKean, there's a, there's a line that the Irish cop has where uh, he calls them on the, on the bat phone, on mm-hmm. the red phone under the glass. Yep. Uh. And he says, the, I don't remember what they're called, the injustice, whatever. Uh, and he says, and now they're escaping by blimp. <laughs> like the, 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 the delivery of that was just a, by blimp, obviously. <laughs> Why? How else would they, would they escape? Like, everybody did a great job in this, but that guy knows exactly what kind of show this oh, is. Oh, yeah. I love Michael uh, McKean. Yeah, he's so good. Um, There's a lot of really specific old corny like you know the blimp which i look i legit love mm-hmm. i you then, know i love a blimp fight yes of course but uh they also had uh Catman um taking his motorcycle uh, up an elevator that was so fucking funny and that's very specific to me uh-huh because he's still following the rules in that sort of corny adam west like nope gotta get in gotta let the elevator operator push the button mm-hmm. gotta patiently wait yep Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Get to the roof. All right, where's the exit? And uh, jump off and good. Yes, exactly. And then some poor uh, kid gets crushed by the falling motorcycle underneath. <laughs> no, nobody ever gets hurt, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some uh, some window washers or whatever almost fell off a scaffolding because Green Guardsman's ring doesn't work against aluminum. Yep. But that's, you know, look. I just... You... Hot Girl's just like, great. Yeah, I mean, you could laugh at how dumb that is, but the color yellow and wood. And wood. Are real things. Oh, no. Wood. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yellow wood, the one thing I can't defeat. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh. 
What else? Let's see. Mal called the kid being behind it way before I did, which is extremely embarrassing for me, a person who has mm-hmm. watched Twilight Zone episodes. Mm-hmm. There's also been a few Star Treks, like I said. Mm-hmm. Famously, like like I think the best version of that was the um, the next gen where Riker's in a future where things are going pretty good for him. And yeah. it's all because of this poor alien kid who's just lonely and wants Riker to be his dad. <laughs> Why won't you be my dad? I'll be your dad forever. And then I'll uh-huh, ship bye. you off to the planet of misplaced boys that we have access to yeah, it's mostly Worf's kids I'll be mm-hmm. honest but uh, every now and then some of us uh, chips in I think Data's got one too kicking around here somewhere oh yeah oh yeah the the trauma kid who decided he was Data for a while yep I'll be Data because he doesn't have any emotions and emotions suck I mean that was legit heartbreaking yeah that was a, that was a good episode <laughs> off you go son but this like th- to bring it back this one like they hit the tragedy of it along with the, like, the like yeah, this kid is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And there's a real wish him into the cornfield aspect to it. Boy, there sure is. But also their world is gone and he's sad and I get it. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's sympathetic, you know? It's like, like look, you know. I, I made this whole, like, this whole world that's so much better than our world that you guys can be in. Yeah, and you made me drive an ice cream truck in a circle for eight to for 40 years. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Somebody on the DC Wiki point again, kind of useful, mm-hmm. pointed out uh, they said 40 years, and this episode aired in 2002. 40 years before that was the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, like, ah. this is like, th- it's quite possible what they're alluding to is that that went very badly in this universe. Oh, and that's everything. really interesting. Yeah. Oh, because that, I didn't that think was of that. a that's real cool. world. That was a real world situation yeah. where we got real, real close to World War III 40 years before this. So. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, uh, also, I really like the idea. Like, there's a lot of psychological implications of his creations coming after him at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, my interpretation of that was he did make them. They're not real. They're part of him. But they are inherently good because that's how he sees them. And on some level, he knows he's not good. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. So they're coming for him because of his guilt somewhere. Like, I, that's that's the best way to interpret that for me. Also, I just like the shot of him in the energy ball while five dudes all punch him at once. It's extremely funny to me. Like, they're trying to overpower his mental powers, and they decide the best way to do that is by punching. <laughs> Guys, we're really good at punching. Green Guardsman, can't you, like, make stuff out of green to, like, zap him with? Uh, this is more satisfying. And the mm-hmm. streak can punch him eight million times a second. I mean, while I get real tired of the flashes running around in circles thing, I do enjoy when they show him punching something really, really, really fast. Yep. Like well, you would punch a uh, a punching bag, only it's really sped up. Well, it would suck to get punched a hundred times in like a second. Mm-hmm. He loves punching. Reminds, reminds me of that viral thing that was going around, God, like 20 years ago now, about how the flashes pants are made out of goes fast. <laughs> you remember that one? Yep. I mean, the thing is... punch you in the dick 80 times before you even realize it? Yep. (laughs) I forgot about that. It's made of ghost fast. I mean, it's true. I know. The ghost fast comes out of his ring? Mm -hmm. No, not Flash. (laughs) His costume comes out of his ring. That's what it is. The ghost fast came from a lightning bolt? Yep. It gets struck by lightning from a ghost fast. It zapped through some potion. (laughs) Through some potion. <laughs> you tell me what's inaccurate about anything I just said, Al. I know. I hate it. Mm-hmm. 
I hate potions and realms. <laughs> oh no, my potions. Mm-hmm. And my like tinctures. He's supposed to be a scientist, man. Yeah. Get away from them potions. Chemicals are just potions. Mm. Or possibly potions are just chemicals. It doesn't matter. There, that one. I like that one better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter White spinning in his grave. <laughs> Using a device that he made to spin in his own grave. <laughs> they set that device to spin his own grave up in the first episode of the season, and then they didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those guys were good at working with what they had. They mm-hmm. figured it out. Uh, They're called chemicals, Jesse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look like potions to me, Mr. White. <laughs> Bitch. Uh, what else? It was a great week for us for cool robots. I know that much. Oh, yeah. There was the, there was the full on like and uh, the DC Wiki confirmed that the uh, producers of the show said, yeah, that's just the Evangelion like that. They called it that? Yep. Because I saw it in your notes. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. And then it's confirmed. Yeah. They called it anime robot for a while, but then they just said what it was. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're just doing the Evangelion uh, robot. Yeah. I mean, they probably said it like internally, but they said it on the commentary. So they said it out loud for the record. Like, shh, don't tell them what you're ripping off if it doesn't belong to Warner, you guys. I mean, listen, it was like, that was the time. Yeah. But uh, also, it was very obviously Lex colors, and I'm like, well, if that's not Lex, that's going to be. And then you see him like offshore on his on his little boat, which we've seen many times before. Yep. This is a little boat, and he's operating the the robot. He's like, well, yeah, of course. Lex I love is him just- frantically working the pedals. That was really yep. funny to me. I just like that Lex has gone full on nuts now. Yep, absolutely. Like he used to have evil schemes and he used to have like like I'm going to ruin Superman and now he's just like nah now I'm just gonna wreck downtown with a robot who who gives a fuck I don't care anymore <laughs> what if I just fucked up everything with a cool robot I saw in an anime <laughs> Mercy actually recommended it and mm-hmm. uh, two weeks later I watched uh, the first the first third of it I've been watching uh, Toonami every night on uh, on the Cartoon Network mm-hmm Weirdly, I'm not aware that this actual show also airs on Cartoon Network. <laughs> Superhero show. I'm not watching that crap. Ugh. Hate those guys. Who's this uh, loser that's clearly ripping off Superman? I should be doing that. <laughs> Mercy, write down a memo. Rip off Superman. Buy the uh, rights to Superman. Uh, he's a guy. Mm-hmm. You can really buy the rights to a guy. It worked in that Ultimate Spider-Man that also just came out last week. <laughs> Ooh, we need to protect ourselves against kids with note cards. <laughs> bald villains need to look out for that. <laughs> Your head is so bald. No! Oh my god. I've probably mentioned that 50 times on this show now, but mm-hmm. uh, one of my all-time favorite comics moments. Yep. I wanted to write right. these down because I uh, I didn't want to forget them. It's very important. I told you this. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Uh, let's see. These always run a little short because we're talking about one single story. Uh-huh. That's just this. You know, good use of uh, the the Injustice Guild's evil headquarters. It's just a oh, big yeah. volcano cave. No, that was that was some Batman sixty six shit. There, they were sitting around a big round table. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, how can we destroy the Justice Guild? Yep. 
Love a big round table. And they also, um, the the plot that they came up with involved each of them doing a, a crime based around one of the, the, like, earth, air, water, and fire. Yep. <laughs> so stupid. I love and then it. they send a letter to the Justice Guild. Of course they do. And of course, one of our modern guys is like, who does that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It's a good thing Batman's not here to be all like, like half my guys do that. Mm. The Riddler started doing it, and then everyone kept saying, I'm smarter than that guy. So they all started doing it. Also, I love that sports that sportsman just stole a trophy. Yep. It's like, you can just buy these. Mm-hmm. I like that one of them took a, an antique uh, aircraft and Hawkgirl was like, I can solve this. Ha! And the guy's like, well, uh, no, no, don't smash that. <laughs> no, please. no. The Wright brothers built that. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of oh. American history. I don't care. I'm not from here. Yeah. I'm not even from this planet, much less this. I'm not from this planet, this dimension, this country. <laughs> I don't care about any of this. Fuck this garbage ass plane. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I do like at the beginning, um. Green Guardsman makes a uh, bird cage mm-hmm. out of his ring and, and traps her in it. That's very good. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. Well, wait, wait, why did you trap me like a bird? Oh, right. Right. Because of the wings, the beak, the name. This is insulting. And then she sees herself in a mirror and it's just like, hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caw? <laughs> Caw! Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Going to town Anything on a else? piece of cuttlefish. <laughs> yeah, that's everything I've got. Very well. I, I like that we both wrote in all caps, clearly delighted, bus full of nuns. Yep. Because, <laughs> yeah, how could you How could you get more absurdly just like, the, these people are supposed to be kind and innocent and not deserving of their fate. Nope. Well, what about a bunch of nuns? Mm-hmm. They certainly don't deserve to be blown up by a truck full of TNT. That's true. Clear stakes, clearly mm-hmm. undeserving victims, like everything's very straightforward. Yep. Nailed it. I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I suppose that's all for this time. Yeah. That was a fun one, though. I enjoyed. I had like, a lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Like I say, I enjoy when they manage to make something bright and and like a, like a proper homage to something that mm-hmm. also ends up being a little dark, but not disrespectfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Like these guys get it. They get. We're not ashamed of this, but also, yeah, you want to see stories that aren't just this fluff. You want a little more to it. And I, yeah. I get that. That makes sense. All right. Well, that's all for this time. Next week, uh, a night, night with a K mm-hmm. of shadows, which I think is like some, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the evil wizard, Jason. Oh, uh, Etrigan. Yeah. Jason all that Blood. stuff. I- I think I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Fred will be joining us for that. Oh, that's cool. So always always nice to hear from Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned our Patreon, but uh, as I have said, I've noticed a couple of you uh, have stepped up uh, with additional uh, uh, pledges there because of what I've what I've been saying about uh, not currently being employed, and I very much appreciate. it. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I just want to say it is noticed. And it is appreciated. That is the money we use to pay our performers um, when we do uh, voice acting stuff. And I don't like uh, the alternative if I don't have enough to go around is to pay out of my pocket. And I don't have a pocket right now. Yeah, no. It's not that this money is like paying me is my point. It's still paying our performers. It's just I don't have to supplement that. Sure. 
it's very much appreciated. Uh, but it is patreon.com slash Algar if you want to help out with that. And you do get to hear us review The Brave and the Bold once a month. Yeah. We just watched two great ones. Like, check it out. Yeah. We had a great time. That'll be going up on the 15th. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, we were we were kind of languishing for a bit, but the show has really turned a corner. And yeah, now it's yeah. just, it's so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. The website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.